Nate and I discuss, well, I don't really know. Just give it a listen. Thanks for joining us. You gotta leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. That's the masses Nate, your daughter is starting to get closer and closer to leaving the nest. And so I kind of wanted to ask you a couple questions about how you guys are starting to prepare her for the future, what sort of discussions you have around kind of a cost benefit of college majors, et cetera. Like, how do you, how do you handle that? I mean, my son is six. My daughter is almost four now. I'm a ways away from that. You're always away. I'm a little, (laughs) just a little bit. When you say it in those terms, it seems so far away. No kidding, right? Wow. Yeah. Mine's right around the corner. Uh, Yours, however, (laughs) is really, really right around the corner. And so for you, I mean, what sort of conversations do you start to have with your daughter as you approach college years? Do you talk about, are you talking about schools right now? I'm assuming you are, right? Uh, Yeah, uh, we are. She's a junior. um, So it's, um, how do you want to say it? It's a topic of conversation, but it's not. And, oh, my God, this has to get figured out tomorrow conversation. So it's putting us in kind of an uh, of an interesting spot because it's still too early for, like, tours and things like that. Uh, but yet you also don't want to just waste time and not have conversations. So we've actually had some more conversations focused around kind of ultimately what she thinks she wants to do and then backing into it that way as opposed to, what college do you want to go to? That's just how we've chosen to do it. Um, it's not saying it's right, but that's how we've chosen to do it. And I think it it's the the way that works if you have a child that has a pretty good understanding of at least the general field that they want to get into. Well, my daughter right now says that she wants to be a dentist, yet she doesn't like to brush <laughs> her own teeth. So... <laughs> That's great. A dentist. A dentist. Funny. That, okay. Yeah. Sure. She wants to be a dentist. I was, th- I was thinking you were going to say like a unicorn, like, you know, farm manager well, or something. Well, I guess if she can't be either Anna or Elsa from Frozen, <laughs> I guess she wants to be a dentist next. So, Which makes sense. Well, exactly. <laughs> the logical progression of where you'd go from Disney princess to, you know, proper oral hygiene. <laughs> Well, do you think that like a Disney princess, I mean, what do you think they earn? You know, is it all just, uh, you know, do you think they just have a trust fund? Does every Disney princess have a trust fund and that's how they obtain monetary wealth? That's never really discussed in the movies. I I do wish that they would go into like, (laughs) like they would have a Disney princess movie that only talked about like the finances of the family. (laughs) All still done in cartoon. All still geared toward kids, but really got deep into whether or not the parents, you know, were were on board with converting IRAs to Roths or not. That's right. That glass zipper <laughs> slipper just doesn't buy itself. Like <laughs> only you and I would be in the theater. Like this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it would be Disney's biggest flop of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about how. Like the inner workings of how they bought the glass slipper and how they got it an additional 40% off at, on a website. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't think that you and I have to worry about a, uh, 
a seven-figure job offer from Disney anytime soon. I, I would say that's probably movies. true, right? Although I think we could teach people how to better um, how to better save money on their own clothes because you and I are value shoppers through and through. You a bit more than me, but yeah, there's always true. the point where something can get so cheap that you have to buy it. That is true. Uh, I um, Except although for white I, pants I, at Banana Republic. <laughs> It's a totally different subject. Um, yeah, I, I I use technology well, I believe, in finding the closed deals that I uh, that as that I desire. I, I think that technology has made it such that if you have patience and persistence, you can you can get a a pretty solid wardrobe at literally seventy percent off of everything. It's pretty true. Like a little yeah. 6 p.m. I know you like. 6 p.m., yeah. You have to, uh, but you, again, you have to be patient because like, if you see something and you're like, oh, I want this, but it's not cheap enough, you have to have the discipline to wait, knowing that it might not be there. Although Banana Republic has been trolling me now for probably two years with the same pair of pants that they put on for like $18. And every time I go on, they're on there. And every time they say they have my size and I put it in the cart and it says it's sold out. <laughs> I swear to God, every time I go on there, it says that. And every time I try, just to be like, ooh, maybe this time. There is no more Charlie and Charlie Brown and Lucy in the football than me in these light blue pants. They're not even that good of pants. I don't even really want them, actually. But now they've become like my quest. Well, and that they're under they're under twenty bucks. Anything under twenty bucks is just a target for you. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You just Hoover that up because I think that all of us kind of set that kind of whatever that price is in their mind, where they go, okay. If it's below this, I'm buying it. Yeah. But it's different for everybody. For me, it just happens to be $20. I'd say I'm around the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm a very, when I go through every couple of years, usually, maybe it's once a year, go through my closet and get rid of what I need to get rid of. I would say that the $20 shirt that you bought that you're like, hey, this is pretty good. Always <laughs> is like the first to go. You're like, why did I even buy this? I have the ugliest, like, but it was like Michael Kors, and I bought it. I was like, <laughs> like back in the day when we had Boston Store, and it was like the the black dot, you know. And then you're like, oh my god, it's like seventy percent off of that, and it went down all the way. And it, it was so cheap, and I bought it, and it's it's literally just balled up on the floor, waiting to go to Goodwill. That's just <laughs> all it is. I'm done. Like, there's still I wore it like once. I'm like, this is the most awful shirt. I am that way too, though. Where, um, and, but this is more so after I've worn something. And for whatever reason, like the previous five times that I've worn it, I didn't recognize either like how bad it looks or the flaw in it or whatever it is. And then I wear it that one last time. And then I'm like, I can't wait to get this thing off and throw it straight in the trash because I'm done with this thing. So that's that's when I'm done with it. Like we're done here. That's it. And it it literally is like violently like taken off and like I'm not wearing this anymore. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's the way it is. So, you know, as far as a, uh, what style would it have to be and how cheap would it have to be? I'm, I'm just trying to think of what's the worst style that you could think of and the cheapest that it could be for you to buy it. Like, a, like kind of high-waisted pleated <laughs> pants for yourself. What would that have to cost? Well, boot cut would have it? to be in there for sure. What would? A boot cut would well, have to <laughs> Boot cut. Let's say boot cut uh, corduroys. 
pleated. Pleated. Okay. Um, not that there's anything wrong with any of those three in and of themselves, but together, that's not a good combination. No. So I apologize to anybody who enjoys their boot cut corduroys that are pleated, if I'm offending them right now. It would have to I'm not apologizing to that person. Be, it would have to be... Uh, I bet if it was $7, oh. I would buy them. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a search right after we get off this podcast. <laughs> well, you know that there's some like hipster website that has them for like $148. Well, yeah. Yeah. You right. can go to... Yeah. Certainly. There are a number of places where you and I have... Well, there are actually a number of clients that give us like websites, uh, places we should check out, and then we check it out, and we're like, "Are you kidding me? This mm. is this is this price? It's it's incredible." Right, and we've talked about this briefly before, but you know, if it's if it falls into that disposable category, of which I, I either define things as disposable or I define things as like long term, and if it's disposable, and it and if if it stop serving me after a year or two years or three years. I don't care whether it's a year, two years or three years. I've decided it's disposable and I buy it and I'll just buy another one when it, when it finally does die. Um, if it's in that category, my, my limits are, are almost endless. I mean, it, I'll, 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 I'll buy some, some pretty bad things if it's cheap <laughs> enough and I know it's disposable because <laughs> it's disposable. So it's like, all right, well, I'm not married to this for longer than a year at most, and and then there you go. But you do have that, like you're talking about before, that shirt that you buy, and then you you have it in the closet, and you finally wear it after six months, and then you wear it one time, and you're like, boy, I don't know why I bought this. But then you hang it back up for another like year and a half, and then you're finally like, okay, I'm done with this. I think that's like buying a crappy stock that you just hang on to forever, and then you just won't you won't get rid of it. Like, I love people, I love our clients that have stock portfolios, and you're like, all right, well, how do you go about trading this? And they're like, well, I really don't, you know, I kind of like to do that at one time. And you're like, okay, well, why do you still have this? Eh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, when are you going to sell it? Ah, I'm not really sure. Right. You're like, okay. It becomes kind of the, um, what, the the waffle iron, if you will, the fondue set in your kitchen. Fondue set where is a good one, yes. <laughs> where you're like... Why do I still have this thing in here? It's one of those things where if you look at something in your life, whether it be whether it be an investment, whether it be a clothing item, whether it be a product of some sort, uh, if you can't define for yourself why you own it, then why do you own it? We're currently having a discussion about an air fryer. And I'm oh, like, yeah? It's too big. <laughs> I don't know. What do I need an air fryer for? Exactly. But I feel like, now I have a sous vide machine. Love it. But you use that. Definitely, so that's a different deal. So you, you, like would, you could machine. define why you have that. I mean, that Instant that could pot, be... totally sure. good. Totally right. good. Right. That being said, air fryer, I don't know. And people are like converts. They're hardcore about it. Yeah, it but gets that's those people, though. That's those people. Whoa. See, that's the difference is that you... See, the same thing could be said about a sous vide, but you would vehemently defend your sous vide because you use it. There's the people that use the air fryer. You just don't. So okay. the question is, why do you have To it? those people that don't knew, know what a CV machine is, basically it's just a stick that heats up to a certain temperature, right? So you just put it in a, in a pot of water. It heats up to a certain temperature. You put a, a baggie in, or you, you know, if you wanted to go next level, I'm going food saver. You, know, you vacuum seal it, and you, you float that into the perfect temperature, and it cooks it to a perfect 
temperature that you could possibly want. So you want to cook chicken like that. Now, downside, it comes out and <laughs> does not look appetizing. So, you know, you cook your chicken breast in there and it's perfectly cooked. You pull it out and it just looks like gray matter. Gray matter. Yes. And then you got to sear it. You know, you got to do something to the outside of it <laughs> to sear see, it. See, Some this, people use torches. Some this is whatever. what a lot of people, a lot of people would look at that and go, this is way too much work. I'm not doing this. You don't define it that way. So for you, wow. you could define why you have it. What is less work than putting something in a plastic bag and letting it sit there for an hour? No, but you're leaving the step out then. You have to sear it afterwards. You have to do something to it afterwards. <laughs> See, you have to do something. I have to no it. tolerance for people that can't, like, in the morning, cut up strawberries and throw an egg in a pan. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, what? Like, it's hard. <laughs> like, Oh my god, this is killing me! I better go get myself some <laughs> cereal for my kids instead. Like it's not that hard. And my kids ate cereal this morning. Whatever they have the, op- the options, you know, whatever. But like, it, don't tell me that you don't have time to make yourself like a little bit of a meal here and there. It's fine. Like, and the sous vide is perfect because you don't have to be exact. You can go for it. Can go for an hour. It can go for two hours. It doesn't really matter. So if you're busy, you just put it in there and you're all good to go. So but there's for sure people that are listening that have bought a sous vide and they've used it once and they're like, well, why the heck do I own this thing? That's right. Cause you got to use it a bunch. You got to try it out. Yeah. But see, somebody could say the same thing about your air fryer. Uh, there's still, see, this is why you argument. need to get rid of your air fryer. Cause you're, you can't define why you have, it. I don't have it yet. I haven't bought oh, it. We've then discussed Don't it. buy it then. No, yeah. We've discussed it. See courts down with it. I'm not down with it yet though. Like she's, she kind of wants to get it, but she's a kitchen gadget girl. And then I don't know, but the instant pot, I didn't know if I was down. Like I was a slightly late adapter to that one and game changing instant pot is awesome. We use it probably twice a week because what else it's just, it comes out and it's just succulent. It's just good. <laughs> like it's just braised nice. perfectly and it's good and it happens quickly. And it's, it's it's the new age version of a slow cooker. It's way better than a slow cooker, yeah, because it cooks it faster. Well, that's part of it, but it also <laughs> it doesn't dry out like a slow cooker. You know, you think that by cooking something in moisture for a really long period of time, that it becomes it stays moist, but it doesn't. It actually just dries out over time. Huh. Huh. So, but by hmm. using the pressure and everything, you know, what I'd really like to do is be able to put. Um, uh, what is that? Broasted chicken. I would love to be able to do that in my instant pot. I did some reading. You can't though. Apparently it's very dangerous. <laughs> so I was just going to go do it one day. Oh yeah. No, you can't do that. No, you can't no, add no. pressure to oil. That's not, Oh, that's not good. Well, it creates delicious chicken. <laughs> it's just, you're leaving out a few of the, <laughs> a few of the <laughs> physics properties of the, you know, heat and liquid involved and the combustible nature. <laughs> That's fine, though. If it didn't put a whole lot of oil in there, I think I figured it would just kind of bubble up around the chicken and be fine. (laughs) This is like saying, yeah, because a little bit of lighter fluid lights my grill. Why don't I just pour gasoline on my bonfire? No, no, that's a bad idea. (laughs) I mean, it could. It could. It it made sense in my head. Now, now, for full disclosure, I didn't pour the... the oil in there and then just figure I was going to look it up. I looked it up first, did a little research. I was all good. Your family's got a weird thing about roasted chicken too, though. You, you guys have a kind of a weird love of roasted chicken. You're from Janesville. You should understand roasted chicken. I do because I've cooked roasted chicken. I worked in a deli. 
I can, I can knock out some roasted chicken. However, it's still, I still think that you assume that this love of roasted chicken runs farther and deeper amongst the population than it does. Just like hot ham and rolls. But yes, yeah. roasted chicken. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> also makes so much sense. Roasted chicken, That's a hot ham and thing. rolls, it has to fish be fries. Like hot things. ham and rolls. That's just a ham sandwich that you eat in the morning. It makes no sense. Why would you eat a ham sandwich in the morning? It's like a brunch thing. <laughs> it's a, how does it differ than a ham sandwich? Well, the ham's heated up. It's nice. You, you, you open it up. <laughs> you open what up? So what you do is you get it from the deli, right? It's, it's hot ham and rolls. So you get some nice hard rolls. Hard rolls are wonderful. I'm looking this Fresh up. baked in the morning. This has to have gener- er, and then, originated in Milwaukee. And then you put in there, uh, you know, you wrap it all up in usually like kind of a tinfoil sort of thing at uh, the deli. Then they heat it up the ham. ham. And you just open it up, ham. and this ham is just... Rolls. sliced and wonderful and nice and warm, and you put that with some just cheddar cheese, butter. You put cheese on it. It's a ham and cheese sandwich. That's what you're making is a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, you're just great. making it in the morning. And, and the ham's hot. All right, great. let me ask you You this. don't grill the bun or anything. Let me like, ask you You want this. the pillowiness of the bun. Would you eat a turkey sandwich in the morning? No, I don't know. How is that any different? Because ham's better. I wouldn't <laughs> eat turkey anyways. Ham is a greater than meat for turkey. I mean, come on. Oh, what do you know? The first thing that comes up when you Google hot ham and rolls, on Milwaukee, seven spots to get your hot ham and rolls. This is a Milwaukee (laughs) thing. Good thing I didn't call that about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Next thing you're going to tell me is that Italian beef has nothing to do with Chicago. I didn't say it didn't have anything to do with Milwaukee. I just said it's delicious. It's a weird Milwaukee thing. Although some of this Milwaukee thing is some of just, it's just unbridled jealousy that Janesville doesn't actually have anything that like you go, oh, that's a Janesville thing. That's right. There's nothing really. We had GM and then that, that was not anymore. We had Parker Penn. Right. Okay. There you go. And then. Maybe that's why you love carrying around pens now. And then, no, it's Which not I, there anymore. And you've gone away from that, by the way. I have noticed that. The pen thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was kind of a... I'm still happy I have them because I think it's nice to have, like... that. Can, see, that goes into my non-disposable thing. Oh. Like, okay. Now I have a pen that, you know, 20 years from now is still going to be a good quality pen. Easily the most disposable thing that you have are pens. Well, see, this is because you lose stuff. No, I don't lose anything. <laughs> You've had nice pens before. Yeah. Where do they reside today? I don't know, but I, I did notice like I do have a bad habit of kind of chewing on them and chewing on nice pens. But do you, really... you chew on metal pens? Just the outside of them. Oh, that is like, savage. It's not metal. Like I don't I've never had a stainless steel pen. Oh, that's plus be weird. stainless steel pen doesn't make any sense to me. Do you have fillings? You don't have any fillings, do you? No. Oh, I've never right. had a cavity, by the way, Nate. Did you? Come on. <laughs> Good. You and my wife can yeah, high yeah. five together. There you go. See, but she had that sealant stuff put on her teeth or whatever. Did you have that when you were a kid? So, uh, just on the very, very back, the Where? very, very back, they put up like they put some little sealant on the very corners of. I don't That's know if weird. this is like an old school thing, but it was like four molars that they did that on. That's I don't know why either. Oh, because we're on this topic. I don't know how we're on this topic, but we're on this topic. Well, Hadley wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, how this yes, started. That's exactly right. Uh, Natalie just found out she doesn't have any wisdom teeth. Wait, what? Yeah, that's apparently a thing. Yep, just none. That's that's <laughs> awesome for Isn't her. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, 
Just, yep, nope, she doesn't have any. So her teeth no longer will get all jacked up. I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Wisdom teeth. Yeah. That's great. That saves you some cash, too. Yeah. Because, you know, why would all of her health insurance cover something that has to be taken out of your mouth? (laughs) Well, right. right. Yeah. We should just pay for that out of the Sure, you can use your HSA for that. You you actually can. Not for all of it, because it's going to be more than six grand to have wisdom teeth. No, you could take it out of your HSA tax free, but you can't. You can't put it all in, right? Yeah, there you go. But yes, I think you could. I think you could pay for that. I think you're fine. All right, talk to me about uh, if we're on this topic. I don't even know how we got on this topic. Uh, you've done Warby Parker. Yeah. What's to do fan. with Warby Parker? Big fan of Warby Parker. Tell the listeners that don't know what Warby Parker. Is. Well, so they send you glasses to try on in the mail. But there's then, one on State Street. Yeah, I mean you can go in the store too. If they have oh. a store around, you can go in the store got and like it. try on their frames okay. there. Uh, but really, why would you do that when you could just go on an app and then you can select what frames you like and you could do kind of like an online try on sort of thing. But then they send you five pair. You get to pick the pairs. If none of them work, you just send them all back. Uh, they'll send you more and you just pick the ones you want. And they're very inexpensive. Like I, I normally when I spend money on my glasses now mind you i have a pretty thick prescription so i gotta get like it all cut down to like you know so i don't have coke bottle glasses but it usually costs me like between three and five hundred dollars depending on things like that warby parker even with the cut down frames 135 bucks wow it's great it's got a great style that's nice done so i'm big fan um somebody that i know who's a friend of my brother who will remain nameless, <laughs> uh, recently was told he needs bifocals. Oh, it's coming for all of us. And he's like... My guy told me. He's like, dude, it's coming. He said, you cannot avoid it. And You've I, already been given the warning? Yeah, he said, no wow. matter what, once you reach your mid-40s, he said, he said, I've had calls from people that have said, hey, you're, my vision went bad over the weekend. He's like, that's how fast it'll happen. All of a sudden, you won't be able to read. For some people, they won't be able to read. Like, one day they'll wake up, and they're going to need bifocals. That makes no sense. Or reading glasses. I've never heard of this. Because their eye just, eyes just blow up, apparently, overnight. They just get old overnight. I like that your eyes just make a conscious decision from, like, one day to the next. Like, all right. <laughs> they just gave it. up. We're done. Because <laughs> I've seen the people that hold stuff way far away, and that's never made any sense to me. Or the people that, like, kind of, like... Look, they like tip their head up and then they look kind of down at something. Yeah, that's that's yeah. gotta be the bifocal thing, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I I know it's gonna happen to me though, because that's what happens to everybody. It's gonna happen to you too. But you already have reading glasses. Right, but it's damn different though, because I have one eye that's twenty twenty and the other that just decides not to work. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how you're a good golfer. <laughs> so I've always wondered why, and this is. This is, uh, I'll only say this is for people that are older than us because this is the only time that I've seen it. But why do people turn down the radio when they're trying to follow directions or like trying to find like a location of something? Well, I do that. What? Why? The radio being louder does not, <laughs> does not help you see any better or Makes worse. Concentrate. Better. Uh, what, you know what I'll do like sometimes? I'll take off my sunglasses. <laughs> Here, let me just let the light shine in my eyes so that I can see this better. <laughs> I don't know why I think that is going to make me see better, but wow. I take off my sunglasses so that I can concentrate on the GPS there. Huh. Okay. A little odd, but it seems and fine. And I turn on the radio. <laughs> of course you turn on. Could be distracting. I don't the understand The lady that. talks to you. Right. 
So you're like, I got to hear this. Well, you can either glance down there all the time waiting for your turn, or you can hear the lady. None of that makes sense, just so you know. By the way, why do we, all, why do we not all change our Siri lady? You can change her. Ooh, Griff's is a, um, my son has a, uh, an Australian man. <laughs> I think that's way better. It's great. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. But I'll hear it every once in a while and be like, who that? Oh, never mind. It's Griff's. Especially because I'm officially mad at Siri because she's terrible. Like, Siri's actually awful at doing anything for you. What a weird, like, what a weird kind of arc that Siri's had, right? Siri came out and it was like, your mind could not have been blown. Or there's no way that your mind wasn't blown when Siri came out. Like, yeah. This is insane. And then literally, like, within a year, people were like, this is terrible. I think she became a terrible employee. <laughs> she should have been put on a became performance a, title. a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, much better. Like, oh, that's much better. Alexa's much better than Siri. Siri's a very poor employee. Alexa's just <laughs> vaulted by her. I've heard people at the Google Echo or whatever. I don't better know work what, ethic. What, better. What's the Google? The no, you say, hey, Google, right? Yeah. yeah. So right. they couldn't even come up with a name. So maybe, maybe the hey, Google is the worst rated one because he or she doesn't even have a name. <laughs> I like how many like, high-level marketing meetings were spent at Google trying to figure out if this should have a name. And then they got all done, and they said, no, we're just going to say hey, Google. Right. Okay. Yeah. It seems like a fair amount of time and energy wasted. As if we all don't know that all of our data are going to Google already. Like, let's just give Google a little more friendly name. Google's listening to us all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, Anybody that thinks that their cell phone is not listening to them all the time and, like, collecting data is out of their minds. Out of their minds. How many times have you gone to a search, taken a look, and we just had a conversation about this. It's like, yeah, it's because all your devices are actually listening to you. It's bizarre because I swear to God my wife and I were having a conversation about at some point, we're going to need to have a new deck put on our house just because the age of the house and that kind of thing. And I said, well, we, we should really get composite this time because I don't, I don't have to mess with it. You know, I swear to God, the next day, it showed up in her Facebook feed. Now, I didn't search anything. She didn't search anything. There was nothing. It just, all, it just popped up. Happenstance. How is that possible? It just pops up. Composite decking, that's not a topic that anybody would just have <laughs> pop up on their Facebook feed. Pops up an ad for, for composite decking. I don't know. So you tell me that, that it's not listening. Of course it's listening to you. It's bizarre. You know what? I'm fine with it. It gives me good search results. <laughs> I'm hoping the algorithm is going really well, curating to the location Are that you going to start in. talking to the algorithm at some point? <laughs> we're all going to talk to the algorithm at some point because we're going to do it in the next five years are well, everybody says that this voice search and everything is going to be so big. I don't know. I, I don't really like using voice search. Like I don't, I don't use my Alexa and stuff like that. Like I don't bark commands at it. It's not a normal thing for me, but maybe it is for people younger than me. I don't know. I use it all the time to set reminders and to like set like, okay, at this time tomorrow, you know, whatever. Um, I do that all the time. Well, your dad does it all the time to send, garbled up text messages because the voice recognition is not that great. And then he doesn't edit them at all. and just sends them. And there's zero punctuation. (laughs) Any kind. I can't do that. (laughs) I proof every text message even. Like that's, I won't do that. I mean, it's still your voice that's getting sent out into the world. It's still your, you know, output. So I guess, you know, if that's what, you know, if you want to have a eight sentence... No punctuation text. <laughs> okay. 
It all seems like one rambly sentence, and you're like, all right, yeah. fine. But I can hear my father's voice when I read it, because that's exactly <laughs> how it came through. So it's totally fine, because I obviously don't see punctuation when he talks to me. So it's like, oh, okay. It's just, yep, he's right there talking. So to me, I'm okay with it. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> I proofread it. Thanks for joining us in another episode of Give Me Some Truth. Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, Mitch DeWitt, and Keith Boniwaz are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not provide any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.